Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears. Multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Tomorrow is opening day. This morning, then I have a great hunt. Deer didn't move like usual. We just got set up in the middle of this bedding thicket. Oh, saving this spot from the rut. It's a nice, I think it's a nice buck. <laughs> It's a 170. That was money. I think it's down right up there. 10 yards. Woo! Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Baller rut. What is up, guys? This is the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. The podcast bringing you the badass stories about hunting so uh, we're going get, to get right into our partners here. We got ECW calls. Couldn't have killed a turkey without them. Not going to be able to kill a buck. I'm going to rattle and run in a, a, a 180 this year. 180's, 180's on the wall. Yeah. He's coming in. He's coming. Thank you, Jeff, for all you do. And Thank- the thing that I want to point out about them is your your grunt tube's going to look a little different than mine, mm-hmm. and mine's going to look a little different than Rainer's. And Rangers gonna look a little different than Aiden's. Like everybody's grunt tube is gonna be a little different because it's handmade yep. from quality products from local trees. Yeah, and and one thing I think is by very, a veteran, very important to shout out this episode: veteran made, veteran owned, all American product, handmade by a veteran. 
You know, I mean, that's that's why we partnered with them because, I mean, the guy deserves our support, man. Yeah. I mean, he did a lot. He did a lot for this country, just like the guests we had on today, you know. And then you get right into the veteran, another guy, you know, a veteran-owned, veteran-operated company that we freaking love and we support. And we could talk. Dude, we're so passionate about this broadhead. I don't care. I, I don't I don't know. That's just me. This is it. <laughs> you ask me, this is what I'm going to say. I just, <laughs> this is it. Matt, you got me roped in. I'm, I'm hooked for life. I'm going to just keep shooting veterans until I die. Which could be tomorrow. Uh, that's one thing you need to take away from yeah. this podcast, dude. Yeah. That's one thing you need to do. Everybody's clock is ticking. You yeah. just don't know when it's going to run out. We Which, can, yeah, we it, cannot thank Matt enough for partnering with us and letting us partner with a product that's so powerful and how much he does, and just letting us shout it out is is, is amazing. I mean, I, I don't know what he's got working, but if you've been following his Facebook page, he's been hitting at some I stuff know. that he's, he's got, got in the works. Coming up, I'm freaking pumped. I don't know. It, I don't know. The hints are just been unreal. I'm on the edge of my seat waiting for it to come out. I'm ready to come out. When it comes out, we will post a link to let oh, you guys dude. know. So. You better post a link to my house because it's, it's going to be coming <laughs> to my front door. Yeah. I guarantee you that. So the VIP veteran broadhead shout out. I'm going to hit one. Homie's going to hit one. We're uh, Are we doing two or one? Yeah. we yeah. I wanna, okay. I'm going to double up here. I got Thomas Keith. He was April 1995 to May 1st of 2015. Guy put in some time. Stationed at Rochester, New Jersey, Virginia, North Carolina, Okinawa, Japan. Yep, yep. Eight months in Afghanistan and seven in Iwakuni, Japan. I'm sorry if I murdered that name, man. That's a hard one. That's a tough one. But we can't thank you enough for your service. We didn't get much more details than that from Thomas. Um, But thank you for everything you did, man, what you put in. 20 years. I mean, that's a long time. We appreciate everything you did for me, my family, and the Whitetail Legacy podcast crew. Uh, couldn't be doing this podcast without you, and uh, couldn't be sipping cold bush light without you. So I'm going to shout out uh, my buddy Jacob Greenleaf. Uh, he was in the Marines from 2008 to 2017. You know Jake Greenleaf? Yeah, dude. Oh, I we, know. We grew up together. Oh, really? Yeah. I know him, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're tight. Oh, I didn't know that. Small world, man. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. So he was in the Marines from 2008 to 2017, and he was in the infantry. And uh, he didn't really elaborate on more than that, but I know that kid, his whole family's badass. Like, his older brothers was about the same age as my older brother, maybe a year apart. And everybody over there is just stacked, stacked yeah. up. Yeah. So, Jacob, uh, we want to thank you for the family. white toilet. Yeah, yeah, the whole family. Yeah. Um. We want to thank you guys from the White Tail Legacy podcast and from my family and Cody's family. Um, you know, we can't do do this without you guys. Yeah, I want to say thank you to all of the veterans that are sending in and commenting on that post. If you haven't commented, uh, let us know. We we actually had, you know, we're, we're able to do two now, which is super cool. We each get to do one. Right. And that is, is, you know, shout out to people because we're getting them in, you know, and I think that's awesome that we – Get to shout out to veterans and thank for your service. And don't forget, I mean, we're we're climbing up there in episodes to number fifty. Yeah. And uh, the more people that we have entered in, is the more people that we get to get entered into a chance to win a pack of VIP veteran broadheads, yeah. brought on by the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Heck yeah! Can't forget about Ingram. Nope. The working man. The work- that guy is yep. working so hard right. right now. He is, man. He's dude. Got a ton it's of dead of summer. Too. How hot do you think his shop is? He's got a pretty good AC in it. 
You think he just opened in that freezer door that he hasn't moved out yet? <laughs> <laughs> just opening up the freezer and just right. letting the cold just air flow. cool. He's just he's just in there, mountain deer in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> so hot out. Right? It's still 70 in the yeah. freezer. <laughs> but he is the working class taxidermist. The guy is just knocking it out of the park. Um, for this upcoming year, do not forget about him because yeah, you guys. I'm telling you, I mean, if you even want, if it's just a euro mount, like yeah. the guy, the guy's euro mount. I mean, he's doing your turkey euro. Yeah, I mean, that's when, how killer they when are. When he goes to a show and he has a guy come up to him and say, "Hey, I want to give you all my European mounts, eighty of them, because they're better than mine, and I'm another taxidermist." I mean, that says a lot right there. When another taxidermist says, "Hey, man, I got I got eighty, eighty this year. I want you to do them." I mean that means a lot. He's he's cranking out some awesome stuff. We can't thank him enough for partnering with us. I want to get. I want to talk about this this episode, dude. I don't. Know. I can't. I can't if even it, get my head around what we just. Yeah, did. what we just. I mean, if there if there is one guy out there that is just a rock star, like a true balls to the wall rock star, it's this guy we had on the podcast. Yeah. If you you guys have to like his Facebook page, Instagram, his Instagram was homeless hero dot Yoda. Yeah, his Facebook homeless hero journal. The no. dude, oh. the dude is homeless. He lives in his truck. His Facebook is a uh, the journal of the homeless. Hero. Oh, the journal of the homeless hero. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah, he lives in his truck to drive around and support veterans and to and to talk, you know, go to events and talk at VAs and talk at Memorial Day services. Just all out of his own pocket, just, just ripping out, dude. He said his you know, rent. You know he that he works for his rent. Yeah, he works for his rent at at an ATV park when he's not. Traveling. Yeah. So do you know how I say like the veteran broadhead screams the national anthem, dude? His truck exhaust is just <laughs> national anthem everywhere he goes. <laughs> I guarantee it. Yes. Yeah, you guys have truck out. I mean, I, he pretty he probably has a horn that plays it. We just don't know it. Right. Right. Yeah. His his horn is the national yeah, anthem. Yeah, yeah. Or, or he's trying to get you the hell out of the way because you're driving 25 on the freeway. Yeah, yeah. Or, or his exhaust when he passes, you just hear when, the whole. When song. he's lighting up third gear, going yeah. around your slow ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him. Guys, guys, drive. He'll he'll drop of a hat from Texas, drive to Pennsylvania to be at an event for somebody. Yeah, uh, just call him up. Yeah. He said, "Well, I'm I'm in Minnesota fishing, but yeah, I'll be in Florida tomorrow." Like who? Who else does that? I mean, I'm sure there's other people, yeah. but this guy yeah. is doing that. And, and, and he's, I mean, dude, it's just, we like to say people are doing next level things, but this guy, for veterans and for for life. Like, yeah, life. For life. This guy is doing, he said that if he can get one smile a day, that's a successful day. You know, I mean, and that's, if that's the way you look at life, every, every day it's successful. If you make one person's day, it it's just like a we got to talking about a hunting season. You know, if if I don't shoot a target buck that year, I think it might not be a successful season. But you forget about all the memories you made with your buddies, all you know, all the what you learn, what you learn, all the time that you spent just relaxing and soaking up hunting, all the planning and the fun of chasing a deer, checking trail cams, see yeah, if he's on all, there. All that is that's like just gets thrown away because you didn't shoot that deer. But that I need to change my outlook on hunting a hundred percent and if i didn't have a successful year just wrap it up and be like dude this was a super successful year 
I learned Whoa. so much. I gained so much knowledge. I got close to this buck. I mean, there's so many ways to look at it now. Or I helped my buddy shoot a deer. Or I mean, God, there's just I, I've never said that my last deer season was a failure because I didn't shoot kick six or I didn't shoot Heidi Tidy, which Cliff ended up shooting Heidi Tidy, which I've mentioned previously. But kick six, from what I know, still out there running around. I didn't say it was a failure because I wanted to hunt that deer and I had him on trail cam regularly, but I was able to shoot another great buck in that whole scenario. You know, I didn't I didn't come away from the year thinking that it was a failure. I come away from the year learning a ton about, you know, how to track a deer, you know, when not to give up, you know, yeah. wh- what to do it when you're down. It was successful. It was successful because and that's that's just what I wanted to highlight what you were saying like, you know, you can always look back and learn something, even though in the moment you think it's a down, but in the long run, it's it's probably not. Like, yeah. just like we had our guest on, you know, him him getting blown up. Yeah, was you need to check his Facebook down. page out and check the Humvee out on the, the pictures. The Humvee is unreal. It is unreal that he survived. But this guy is just living on top of the world right now. Yeah, he's just it's blowing our minds as we're talking to him. And then he wants to come up here and meet us. Like, we're just two bumps on a log yeah. in Podunk, Victoria, Illinois. Yeah, and I this mean, guy wants to come up here and drive two extra hours to meet us to have a steak and beers. Yeah, I mean, that's just... That's just how this guy is. He just lives on the edge, dude. Just drop he, of a hat just does yeah, stuff. Well, hell, I might as well drive two this more hours. This is life. And one thing I want to point out, he does say he did say a couple really awesome stuff. He said uh, he said Yodo. That's like his you only die once instead of YOLO, the hipster thing. Right. You know, um, I think that's super passionate. And then he said on your gravestone, the two dates don't matter, but that dash does. Yep. So he said live every day like a dash. And I, dude, I we need to get a poster in here. Just live yeah, every day w- of a dad. Or I mean, we should get a poster made of him. Yeah. With, with the Velociraptor. Yeah, he needs to put that on a T-shirt or something. Right. Dude. Live every day with a dad because that's so powerful. To maybe when he hears this on the intro, we'll yeah, he'll, yeah, he'll yeah. hit that you up. You need to hit that T-shirt, dude, because I want one. <laughs> right. I want one that's that's live every day with like a dash, you know, and and, and on the back says support veterans. Yeah. You know? And that's another thing I said. I want to say it in the intro. We always like to tell you guys, you know, to do something like this page, blah, blah, blah. This is what I really want you to do on this episode. I want you to call a buddy that you know that's in the military or a veteran. If you see someone with a veteran hat or, you know, anything, I want you to go up and thank them for their service. That's what I want you to get out of this episode because you might change that one guy's life by you saying that. It seems small, but this guy said it's happened to him multiple times. Just taking a little bit of time to think a guy and talk to him can change lives. And we're recording this on Memorial Day. I know. I'm going to bust that out. Yeah. We're like, recording this on Memorial Day. That, you know. This guy left an event that he was at to come, to come to on this podcast and talk to us about what he's doing and just every everything he's got going on. And, I mean, how crazy. How mind blowing is that to us? I mean, no, that blows my mind. He he left a deal that he's at on Memorial Day, which is what he does every day for veterans and people that need his help to come talk to us. Like, dude, yeah, I know. I mean, come on, blows me away. That 
there i mean this podcast what what would we do if we didn't have this thing dude i, I don't know i don't know thank you listeners so much for hitting that play button dude it doesn't it 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 means so much to us, man. I know people say that and they don't mean it, but just being able to talk to this guy and making this connection because six months ago, two guys decided, you know what? Screw the haters. We're going to do this. Yeah. And look, I mean, look at what we get to do. I mean, this is so, it's mind-blowing that this is my life. I get, I mean, and it's because of you guys. It's because you listen your and dash, you follow man. us. Yeah, this is my, this podcast this is, is dash. my dash. I hope that, I hope that we're making an impact with you guys. I hope we're making an impact with veterans. I, you know, this made me motivated. I want to go out and do something more. I want to do more for veterans. You know, I want to. And just just like we've said on this podcast, you know, we just want to get the stories out there. This is not so much hunting related, but this guy has a badass story, and we want to get it out to you guys. Yeah. So if you know of somebody who. You know, you listen to this episode and you think that somebody needs to hear what this guy's doing. Tag him, share it to him, yeah. walk up to him, shake his hand or her hand and thank them and be like, hey, man, you need to check this out because, you know, this this right here is next level. Yeah, this guy's, we can't, I, I don't, like I was talking to him and I, you know, you get to a point where you realize how much this guy's doing and you don't even have words to thank him that you can no. that you feel like mean what you want to say like i feel like i run out of words on the vip shout out like every week like that person you know yeah. just like you know just like tim i mean he lost 60% of his hamstring like what do you say to that guy i mean this guy thank lost you. his whole his whole arm and you know it's got blown up he's got burns all over his body you know, I mean, I I don't under, I don't know what to say to that other than you know to shout them out, say thank you, and to motivate other people to do that. Right. And I think that right now, on this this whole episode, that's the motivation behind it. Listen to this guy's story, and go out and thank a veteran. You know, you know what? If if and and if you know someone that is a family member of a veteran that's passed away or something, go thank them because that's going to mean something too. Yeah. I mean. We we we're jacked on we're jacked. I know. I mean, yeah. This, <laughs> this this is why I like doing the episode than the intro. Nah, after. I know, Man, dude. Because the intro is so much better because we're jacked up off of what, what we just, just happened. Listened. We we literally hung up on the phone with this guy and we looked at each other and we said, "What did we just do?" <laughs> I mean, that what what just happened? That's what we said out loud, you know, because it was just it was so powerful and and you were just sitting there. I'm just sitting there like. I don't even know what to say back to the guy because he's just blowing my mind. Right? Yeah. You know, I, you have no idea. You have no idea. I, I have no idea. And if, if somebody knows what to say, please email us whitetail underscore legacy at Yahoo because yeah, this is, we would appreciate it. This guy's go check his pages out, man. Check his Instagram out. The we'll put the links in the post. I, I know we say that on a lot of episodes. This guy deserves it. Yep. Doing, the homeless hero dot yodo. On Instagram and the Journal of the Homeless Hero on Facebook, be sure to give them both a follow because this guy's always doing something. Yeah. He's always fishing. He's always, you know, trying to get out there with a bow when he can. He's hunting with the Ninja Turtle sh- shirt with one arm. Yes, bow I mean, hunting turkeys. Tur- I mean, like who's not going to see that? Get out of here! But he he's just giving it all he's got. Yeah, and anything he does. 
And you and know, he's kind of like this podcast. He does. He don't care what people think. Right. He just goes for it. You know what? Just just do you. And that's what he's doing. He's like, I'm doing me the best I can. And and I I, I stop worrying about everything because the beginning of the episode starts pretty low, man. He yep. goes through a lot of stuff. Tells kind of his story of how he's going, and uh, then 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 goes goes into what made him be what he is. So, what are you, what are you doing there, big I dog? Touched, I touched I that. I say, holy cord. smokes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Without further ado, yeah. we're going to get right into we're gonna it. We're going to get right into this. All right, guys. We got the homeless hero online. How's it going down there? Where are you at right now? Uh, currently, I'm in uh, East Texas at River Run ATV Park. Oh, nice, man. You down there riding a little bit? Uh, when I'm not traveling, uh, they let me stay here in a camper for free and i just work for free so it's kind of like a trade-off a barter system <laughs> i can't beat that man that's, that's say, nice paying oh. rent with work i wish i could pay my rent with work <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah i know i notice on your facebook page you do a ton of travel and you're always going somewhere doing something so well, there's always something to do and like, I, I i hate to fly because you miss so many things when you fly and I've got to see so much of the of the country. That's just amazing. Yeah, and no one gets to see that sick ass truck you got either. You dr- right. You drive that thing everywhere. So far, um, it's been from here, from East Texas to Pennsylvania a couple times, uh, Minnesota, Florida. It's kind of been everywhere. Yeah, that's super cool truck, man. That's a badass. Is that that's a wrap, right? Yeah, I sold everything I own to pay for the wrap and to start what I'm doing. That's awesome. I mean, it, it, it's my way to give back to the what I consider the real heroes, Vietnam, Korea, World War II, the guys that are being forgot again. Yeah. That's why I wanted to have you come on. I know you got awesome stories. Uh, well, I, I was t- talking to Homie just right before this about how pumped I was for this episode because – uh, I, I I know your story through your Facebook page, but getting to hear it from the you know the person directly, and you know that's not something we can you know we're not from the area in Texas where we could meet up and go to one of your you know where you're, you're speaking or something. So be able to do this over the phone is super super awesome. So I appreciate you coming on again, and of uh, of course we got Homie in studio. He's over here. I'm here rocking it. <laughs> so all right, you doing good, Homie? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. Uh, appreciate good you coming on. I, just like Cody was saying, he was pumped. I'm pumped. Um, I'm ready to get this thing in and get to hear your story, man. Yeah, we we love support veterans. Um, neither of us were were in in any of the the army or anything like that, but we got a passion to support and uh, get the word out for for veteran well, and active duty. Just want to let y'all know it's appreciated. Well, that's that's awesome um, coming from somebody who's done so much for us. And, you know, it's a really different world that, you know, Cody and I, you know, we didn't elect to um, to do the dance, but we understand now as we've gotten older and have matured and, you know, we've got kids and stuff that we should really appreciate and everybody should really appreciate the people who have um, signed up and um have been deployed and have done you know all the missions and stuff and all the training and the work and the the physical fitness part of it 
uh, because, you know, just like we always say, if, if there wasn't them people doing that, we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing right now, just sitting back, talking, and having a good time right now. Well, the, I re-enlisted my first trip to Iraq so I could go back to Iraq again because I was really good at what I did, and I, I didn't see having to send other people that weren't as as qualified as I was so why not? I just go take care of business and let everybody else enjoy doing what they're doing. Like my my dad, y'all, my uncle, all my family, friends. You know. Yeah, yeah, I totally understand that. You That's know, you a, felt like yeah. you knew what you were doing over there, and you felt like you were the best person in the situation to be in in control. You know. That's 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 an, that's an awesome thing to say, dude. And it that, takes some know, balls. It does, dude. It takes some balls to really say, "Hey, you know, I've been there." But I'm gonna go back because I feel like I, I would be better over there to survive and to know what to do because I've been there instead of sending some fr- flesh, fresh blood over there. But let's we've been hinting around it, but I want to get right into this and I want to hear your story, man. You can start wherever you want to and uh, end wherever you want to. Just give us a a flash of of your story and the reason you're you're doing this. Okay, so you want the condensed version? <laughs> Whatever you want to fly, man. This is your show. Well, we We're don't. Just- we don't have enough time for the the full version. <laughs> Condensed version I mean, is Because every day I build to it. But so basically, here's the short end of the stick on why I do what I do. Um, after two failed marriages, uh, failed ex fiance, I got tired. I used to chase the Joneses or keep up with the Joneses. You know, a new TV come out, I had to get it. Um, or one of the wives wanted a new car. Well, in three years, she got five new cars. Mm. Well, I got tired of materialistic bullshit controlling my life. So I decided uh, a couple years ago, I was the first time I, I struck out on my own and just went hunt. In 80 days, I drove, I think it was uh, 30,000 miles. So, and I got thinking, I was like, I don't need help. I don't need the bills, the responsibility. And then I started reading Stoicism, the Greek philosophy. Um, There's nothing wrong with self-love. And if people, if if you want to take time for yourself and treat yourself and people say something about it, well, that's all, they're just jealous. That's all that is. You have to love yourself before you can love someone else. I think that's a super cool way to look at, man. It's just like I said, I can tell by your Facebook, you're just you're into it a hundred and ten percent, and that's the kind of people that we want to have come on because we, I thrive off seeing people's passion. You know what I mean? And you know, like your homeless healer, you're like, you know what? I want to be able to go do experiences and have fun, and a house is just going to slow me down. So in most people's eyes. The scare factor would be, man, I can't do that. But you're like, you know what? Screw it. I can, I, you know, this is my life. I'm going to do it, you know? So that's some next level. That's what we like, next level stuff, <laughs> you know, that you're doing, which, which is, it blows my mind to think that, you know, that there's people out there doing that. They're just living every day. What am I going to do today? You know, just like what sane person says, eh, hell, I don't need a house. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and I get that. I, I get that all the time. Like, why do you not have a house? 
you know, I just, I don't, I don't want to live the white picket fence life in a small town where everybody knows everybody and your whole past and history. And because that those same people, they know one side of the story and they run with it. You know, they don't know the whole story. Well, I just got, when I figured out, I don't care what people think about me anymore. I was freed of all chains. Like I, I can just, if I if I do something, it's to make me happy, not to make you happy or homie happy or my buddies here happy. It's because I want to do it. Yeah, I just kind of touched on that on the last episode about what doing this podcast means to me. Like, I don't care what anybody else thinks of you know anymore. And just like you said, you know, you you feel free, you feel you feel good about exposing yourself. And to me, that has now become fun. It's funny. People say, oh, my God, I can't believe you'd wear that shirt. I'm missing a whole hand and part of an arm. <laughs> and I thought, I'm missing a patch of hair out of my head, and I'm scarred up on my whole body, and you're worried about a T-shirt. Right, right. You, you, to me, they have, li- they have life super fucked up. Like, that's them worrying about what other people think about them. I don't care what anybody thinks about me. As long as I'm helping other veterans, I'm happy. So during during Hurricane Harvey, I was from Corpus to Vider on the Texas coast, and I hauled over 50,000 pounds of supplies. Man, there's guys out like, like, that's why, man, I'm so glad you came on, because the stories, I mean, you're doing so much, you know, and it just... It's just hard to get the story out there to, you know, to say, hey, you know, there's guys out there, you know, not just not to just get you exposure, but to get to show veterans that there's guys out there like you. No, that there's, are, a, that are, there's a ton of guys like me that are and just. And the thing is, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I was just saying that are just putting in so much work. But, you know, other people, they don't know what's going on behind the scenes like yeah. you guys do, because, you know, without without catching your page on Facebook. I would have never known how much you're doing for everybody, you know? And just like you said, there's other guys out there doing it, but it, you don't get to hear the stories. And that's why I think, you know, this this is a great outlet to get that story out there to say, hey, you know, not just for you, but for other veterans saying that, hey, man, there is people out there doing stuff for us. It's You know, everybody, you know, we're not forgotten. You know, there's still people that are passionate and thankful for what they've done. And say so like, because you told me that, you know, you can cut and edit and all that stuff. I'm When I do my speaking, I'm all over the place. I have no set pattern, no schedule. I talk about something till I my brain goes, hey, what about this? <laughs> so, like, um, I missed turkey season this year. I was in Ohio. I had a buddy of mine call me. There's a Vietnam vet in Tivoli, Texas whose roof is still messed up from Hurricane Harvey. Like, it's still leaking. I went down there. Um, I talked to this vet. Long story short, his house is such a mess. The roof is not the problem. That's the tip of the iceberg. So we're going to let him keep that house because his mom or dad or somebody built it a while, like a long time ago. 
and we're going to build him a new 800-square-foot house right behind it. Wow, that's awesome. Man, man. that's crazy. Yeah. It's it's super cool that, I mean, it's just, you, I don't, I, could, I couldn't do what you do. You're, you're living for other people every day, man, and props off to you. Hats off, because that's just something that, you know, like you said, you're doing you, and you want to help other people, and that's your drive in life, and that is just, I mean, that is hands down amazing to me. I don't even know how else to say it. Just it's so it's motivational and amazing that there's people out there that says, you know what, I don't need a house. I'm going to help this guy build a house. That is crazy, you know. And uh, according well, to my like, turkey season, you didn't miss much, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I turkey hunted twice in South Texas, um, but you know what? Sitting in the ground blind in 90 degree weather. That's not hunting. That's sweating. (laughs) I know we got some (laughs) listeners from Mississippi and Texas and stuff, and I'm just like, I don't know how you guys do it, man. I don't. It's so hot. Like people going out hog hunting now. I'm like, nope. Yeah, I go out hog hunting. I wear shorts. Like I don't picture. Okay, first, like just for instance. So, uh, last hunting season or hunting season before last, I was in South Texas. I was hunting in the ground blind with my bow. I wore a Ninja Turtle onesie. I've seen that pick. That <laughs> right? was sweet. Right? Yeah. Okay. My my whole purpose for that was to show people if you know what you're doing and you're in the ground blind, you don't need camo. No, you don't. No. No. And and everybody was, oh, well, you shot a spot. I can send you the pictures. There was a 170-inch, two-and-a-half-year-old buck, and that spike, which was a three-and-a-half-year-old, side-by-side. It only made sense to shoot the spike. That two-and-a-half-year-old deer is going to be a monster. That's a tough call, but that's the right call, you know? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Well, it wasn't my land. I was a guest. I I wasn't going to mess up. I I wasn't going to burn that bridge. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame you there. I had I had people on Facebook, I would have shot that big one. Well, that's why you don't get the opportunities I get because I do the I do the hard right over the easy wrong. Yeah, for sure. That's exactly that's what it is. That's a very good yeah. very good saying, man. Yeah. yeah. But um no, it's just I've got my personal life is just all kinds of Hurricane Harvey. I mean, it's a wreck. But I don't let that bother me because my my slo- my main slogan is Yodo, Y O D O. All the hipsters and the, the young kids, you know, they say you only live once, which is wrong. You only die once. You live every day. That's bad. That, that's a powerful message yeah. in its own, right there. I'm gonna steal that. Yeah. <laughs> and and no, that's fine. That's what it's there for. So my buddy from Combat Iron Apparel, his his slogan is, which I'm I'm gonna start hashtagging. His slogan is, "Pain is guaranteed, suffering is optional." That's true too, man. There's a lot of you know, a lot of stuff that you just dwell on and think about. The more you think about it, you know, the worse it gets. Well, you know, there's a lot. Yeah. Of people well, that- okay. So, like you were saying, you know, you might have a bad day, and you look you look at me, and you're like, oh, well, he's you know, he's doing this with one hand. Why do, what am I complaining about? So take that 
one of my buddies is missing both legs and an arm. So when I'm having a bad day, I look at him and say, what am I complaining about? Yeah. Man. This I, this episode's you know fifteen minutes deep and it's freaking <laughs> awesome. So this is so cool. Well, and I know we're it's not live, but you can edit, cut away, whatever you got to do. That's fine. I just my thing is the whole reason I do what I do is for the nation's forgotten heroes: Vietnam, Korea, World War Two. Everything is so concentrated on Iraq. There's so many um, venues and options for guys like me. But the thing is, they're letting PTSD become such a key player. I know guys that's not even messed up. They claim, oh, well, a mortar landed 30 meters from me, and I can't go to Walmart. Well, you go look at their personal Facebook profile. They're out drinking, partying, fireworks, beer, everything. But they tell the Army, I can't do anything. I'm, I messed up in the head. They're making the same amount of money I make. And there's nothing wrong with them. Yeah. Well, just just hitting on the PTSD right there. Uh, my brother was in the Navy, and he did a couple deployments over overseas and he come back and applied for a job at the local police department and they put him through a series of tests and whatnot and i mean he is totally fine he's a totally normal functioning human being you know bless that that's happened and uh the police department deemed that he had ptsd and was not fit to be a police officer and you know it was at that moment in time it uh, you know really was a a downer in in his life it's okay. In the army, I was taught this. There's all kinds of stupid ass rules, like you can't go do this, or you can't go do that, or whatever. The reason there's that stupid ass rule is because somebody at one point in time did that stupid thing, and that's why everybody else has to pay rule. the price. Yes, and the thing is, so because certain individuals have used PTSD to try to get away with heinous crimes it makes everybody with ptsd look bad that's why when i do my motivational speaking i talk about post-traumatic growth everybody's got a form of post-traumatic stress it's not a disorder all right take your brain it's a muscle just look a sports injury say you blow your knee out with the right rehabilitation can you walk again yep Okay, you cannot put a blanket and cover everybody with post-traumatic stress. Everybody takes it a different way. Like, yeah, right now y'all think, oh, man, he's cool, he's handling it well. I'm, this November will be 13 years. So, I, but I did this all on my own. I didn't have these organizations to help me back when I was in a wheelchair or still in the hospital. I did this on my own. Because after the second time I tried to kill myself, I came to the realization, you know what? I'm not going to let this win. Half the battle was blowing me up. The other half is me giving up and committing suicide, and I'm not doing it. Man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I was saying, that's a strong message yeah, right there, man. It is, man. You are, you're doing life right, man. And, like, I, 
I hope there's any veterans out here that are listening. You know, I want them to be motivated by you because I, you're just super passionate about it and and you believe in the right things. I think you know, and to do to be to be what you've been through, you know, and then to have you know the same the strong feelings to help other people, you know, get through what you got through. I mean, that's that's super honorable, man. Man, I appreciate it. Like. It's really nice knowing that people respect that and people are starting to say, hey, it's pretty cool. Like, even if y'all even if y'all never contacted me or anything, I'm going to do what I do because this is what keeps me going and keeps me from trying to do suicide again. Yeah, you got to have a purpose in life, and I think you chose a very, a very awesome one to, I mean, you i'm not i'm not a veteran but seeing you like shooting your bow or going that motivates me you know to say you know this guy is going out and he's working hard and getting it done you know there's no reason i should be sitting in the stand complaining that i'm having a bad hunt or something you know okay that's that's one of the other things i'll hit on them so with my thing with the oh wait wait till this year there's gonna be all kinds of costumes and crazy stuff but my thing is, hunting has became an industry. And I was at the ATA show this year. I had a dad come up to me and say, you know, me and my son, we follow you on Facebook. Um, and he got mad at me because I posted a picture of his deer he shot. It, was only, it only scored 122 inches. I said, so what's he met? Now, granted, his son's like 12 or 13, and he shot it with a boat. And I said, so what's the big deal? Well, he got mad at me because it wasn't a 180. A 13-year-old shooting a deer with a bow should be happy they shot it. It shouldn't be about, it's not about what the animal scores or how big it is. This is my thing. My, My trophy is from the start of the hunt. When I'm packing clothes to when I get home and I unpack, that's what the trophy is. My experience. The experience all between the people you meet, the stuff you learn. The the older so, I get, the more I'm I'm learning that, you know. It's just but see me, I still I still post selfies with does. <laughs> and I'm twenty five. Hey, hey, I'm guess what? The, I can't eat them horns. Yes, I've shot some big deer this past year. That's fine. But it don't matter because what matters to me is the experience of the hunt. It's just like, you know, the uh, the dates on your tombstone? All that matters is that dash. Yep. Damn. This guy's Man, got he's going full on. of it, I dude. know. But it's just like to- a hunt. Like, if I if I was, but if I ever get y'all's address, I'm just going to show up. I'm not even going to let y'all know I'm coming. Oh, <laughs> In-studio podcast about the chain. <laughs> if I show up. Like, that part right there, from the time I show up to the time I leave, that's my trophy. That That's what I, I live for. Whether I kill an animal or not, if I have a good, if I have a good dash, I, I win. Heck, yeah. That's a good way to look at it, man. That You know, that's just like a season. If you hunt hard and you learn a lot, you could a season is a dash, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you could break okay, it down like you- that. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So in November, 
last November. I left Ohio, drove to Illinois, left to Illinois, drove to Minnesota to speak at a Veterans Day event, drove back to Illinois, went on a hunt. The ladder broke on a tree stand I was hunting, fell 20 foot, broke my L1 vertebrae. Four days later, I was in West Texas, in Merkle, Texas, and shot one of the biggest deer ever shot in that county with a back brace on. <laughs> oh, dude. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Don't let anything hold you back, man. Well, you only get so many days of hunting season. Yeah. So you can't stop. Yeah, if you're passionate about it and you got to drive to, you know, to shoot animals, whether they're big, small. That's, I, I'm glad you brought up that, uh, you know, 120 bucks. That's one thing we strive on this podcast, not to make it about. If you want to come on and tell a story of your first deer you shot, tell it. Because it's not about horns to us. It's about the experience and the legacy that you're leaving for other people and the learning that you're doing every year and the growing. You know, that's that's what hunting is about to me. But we, Yeah, well, um. Meadow Ridge Archery and Gun Club in Nacogdoches, Texas, picked me up this year. Uh, and I shoot for them. But the thing is, we have a program. We do an ASA-style 3D shoot. But we have a program to where people can go and get lessons. The best part, every time I'm there, the best part of my day is watching, watching their daughter, that's one of the teachers, Watching her teach kids, like four and five year old kids, how to shoot a bow, because that's what's going to stick with those kids for the rest of their life. For sure, yeah. I wish I had so much. I'd be a great shot by now if I started <laughs> right? shooting when I was four or five. <laughs> yeah, the leaving a legacy with kids, man. We're super passionate about that. We both have two kids each, and that's something that you know we're we're trying to strive to do more and more, you know, with not just our kids, but getting, you know, you know, telling guys, you know, if the neighbor kid, you know, if his dad doesn't hunt, invite the dad. And then if his dad said no, invite the kid if you can, you know, get him out there. Because most kids, if if you invite them to go fishing or hunting, they're going to try it, whether they're from the city or not, because they just want to experience, you know, something, something new. different, yeah. Right. Now, no, when it comes to game laws, I'm all about, I'm a hardcore, hundred percent. I'm all about we got to do management. But if you got an eight-year-old kid, after about the third or fourth time of hunting without seeing anything or shooting anything, they're going to get discouraged. If it's their first deer, let them shoot a doe. Yeah, let them shoot anything. Let yeah, them anything. Shoot something. Because once they get that taste of, oh my gosh, this is amazing, they're hooked. Yeah. It don't take much to hook a man. I remember when I was hooked, I shot that. I shot a little basket rack eight with my bow, and I was like, "I'm gonna do this till I die. This is this is okay. what I'm gonna do." So I get asked this all the time: Why do you bow hunt with one hand? I was like, anybody can pick a rifle up and go shoot any animal. But when I'm at, I'm in a ground blind, and I got the wind in my face, and I've got a deer at four yards from me. That is the most exhilarating feeling ever they have no idea i'm there they can't smell me and i'm just sitting there and you can hear them crunch acorns they're 
12 feet from you. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's insane. I I just started ground. I doing more ground blind hunting last year and harvest a doe and a turkey out of it. And when you're on the ground with them, it's, it's a completely different hunt because, I mean, they're right there. I mean, it's like in it's, a tree, you feel so, like, secluded, you know, and— It's eye-to-eye level at yeah. that point. I've got pictures of a doe in Missouri putting her head in the window of the ground blind I was sitting in. And I was sitting at the back—I mean, so, of course, it was blacked out on the inside because it only had one window open. I was sitting in the back of it, and I'm just like— She's going to smell me when her nose gets in here. And as, as soon as she got her head in that window, she was gone. <laughs> She's like, oh, there's someone in here, man. <laughs> I thought this yeah. was a bush. I was looking for a berry up in this. <laughs> but you said no, that. But it, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, you said that you uh, get a lot of questions on how you, why you still shoot a bow. Um, and not a rifle, but I wanted to get into, uh, you can go ahead and finish what you're saying, but I wanted to get into your shooting setup because that's really intriguing to me how you do still shoot a bow. I'd like to get some more info on that. Uh, well, uh, y'all going to laugh. but So my very first trigger, it was a true fire. Like the, That's what the Army gave me. It was a true fire, so what you can buy at Walmart. But it had a piece of uh, rubber tubing on it on on the that extended the trigger. So I would be at full draw with my with my right hand, and I would have to bite that piece of tubing and turn my whole head to activate it. We well, all know as well as I do, you got to have anchor. Yeah. Uh, so me and my dad were sitting in the shop, and there was a a spent welding rod on the ground and he's like, we got to figure something out. So I picked it up and he's like, well, how about this? He knocked the flux off of it and braised it onto the trigger and bam, I was good to go. Since then, now that true ball has came out with the execute release, I'm, I'm, I'm at 40 and 50 yards now knocking it out. Wow. So, um, I've, I've basically with the, the triggers extended about two inches and I bump it backwards with my tongue. That is awesome. <laughs> that is unreal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, with, with this new trigger, are you still able to look down range with it? No. Well, with this true ball, with this new true ball execute, not only am I more accurate? I finally, I have finally figured out a new trigger. Uh, we built a new trigger. I can, when I'm at full draw, the strings on my nose, like it's supposed to be, I got an anchor point right there. And I'm good. To, I'm comfortable shooting at 50 yards now. That blows me away, man. Yeah. That's super cool. And I'm only pulling back 54 pounds on my Matthew strike. Yeah, I only shoot like sixty. I'm not. I don't. I don't pull a lot of poundage. I just. I, I'm a lot more comfortable at low poundage. I feel more confident. So, I feel you there. Well, that Matthew. That Matthews is so quiet. I. I would. Which I broke everything on the right side of my body, so I can't pull back very much, anyways. But it's so quiet. I don't need the. I don't need the weight. That, that's I've, what I've heard a yeah, lot about. I've the heard triaxes. a lot about the it just, It's too. super quiet. 
It's crazy quiet, crazy, crazy smooth. No, no vibration shock. I got to shoot one. I haven't shot one yet. But uh, all I'm going to tell you, do not shoot one unless you're ready to break out the checkbook. <laughs> That's a good plan. That's a good plan. No, because the first time I was always anti-Matthews. Well, my buddy was like, "Well, you got to go. You're going to shoot one." I was like, "No, I'm not." I shot one. I even stood by the target and let him shoot, so I could hear the the bow how loud it was on the other end. And I heard that, and I shot it, and I was like, "I'm done. I'm sold." <laughs> Breaking out the checkbook, now. right? There you go. How many zeros I got to put on this thing? <laughs> I'm just letting you know. I I just had, I just might as well handle a blank check. I don't even care. I just want the bow. Yeah, right. I feel you, man. When you're set on something, man, it there's. There could almost not be a price tag because you're just like I gotta have it, right? So uh, let's go ahead. Let's talk about let's talk about your homeless hero page, where people can find you on Instagram, Facebook, and stuff, and then kind of go into what what you got going on on that page and what people can look forward to on it. Well, so basically, uh, Journal of a Homeless Hero is my my platform. To, to where people can see what I do. Um, I've got I've got things in the work right now to make it a a five hundred one c three nonprofit. I don't care. Like I do all this with my money, with my retirement, my disability money. I don't. Every now and then, I'll get somebody that hands me a hundred dollar bill or something for diesel. Otherwise, I do everything on my own. And I don't, I don't want to be one of them nonprofits that they start out right, but then it goes to their head and they start doing the wrong thing. So they can, like, I've got Facebook, Instagram. I don't do, I don't tweet. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, we don't hate you for got, that because I, I still haven't figured it out. <laughs> I got a, I got a YouTube channel. I don't know what to do with it. So I did, Facebook's so much easier. So is Instagram. It's easier to do all that, and it's that much less I've got to check and worry about. Yeah. And I've been told, well, you can do it on YouTube, and if you get enough followers and likes, you'll get paid for it. I don't care about that. I don't need to get paid for anything I do. I'm not going to explain anything I do to anybody because I do what I want to do. That's awesome, man. Yeah, you keep doing you because what you're doing is you're doing, you know, more than half the people, you know, out there are doing. Maybe probably three-quarters are doing, you oh, know, yeah. and to do it all yourself, very admirable. It's it's very awesome. But what's your Instagram so they can look um, you up? It's, I think it's homeless hero dot yodo i think i with my brain i was in a i was in a coma for six weeks and i was in the hospital for two years so my short-term memory is gone <laughs> you won't remember this podcast tomorrow <laughs> that might be a good thing <laughs> what podcast yeah what podcast no I'll... like right now i'm sitting in i'm sitting in my living room i'm looking at my bedroom and at my closet uh, like my passenger seat, my back seat, and I need to clean out. <laughs> need to clean out. Got to get rid of some stuff. How many? How many Kickstarter Rockstar cans are in that thing? <laughs> oh no, I had to. I had to quit drinking all that because uh, 
I was drinking six to eight Red Bulls a day. I know. As much driving as you were doing, I figured you were cracking a lot of them, so. Yeah, but now I don't even, I don't drink them, and it's just fine. But, like, I can drive from here to Pennsylvania straight through. It's no big deal. Well, as long as you eat out of that state of Texas, you'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) We both work down there, and that's just too hot for me, man. Too hot down there. There's nothing down there. There's nothing. No, there's a there's a it's it's hotter than Satan's tank right now. <laughs> I feel you, man. It's hot up here. It's like ninety four. We're sweating, man. It's like this is too okay, much. Okay, well, it is ninety. It's I just looked at my truck. It is ninety five right here. Yeah, and the humidity is freaking ridiculous down there. Oh yeah, no, it's uh, the last time I, I checked the humidity earlier today, it was a hundred percent. So. It's like walking in in soup. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I'll take 140 degrees in Iraq over 90 degrees with 100% humidity any day of the week. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, just got your Instagram up here. It is the homeless hero dot yodo. You only yes, die once. That's it. Yep. Yes. You got it. So, Such uh, a pow- just a four letter deal that yeah. means a whole shit ton more than what it is. Yeah, definitely. And we're gonna take a quick pause here and talk about our newfound friends at Never Dry. Uh, Never Dry is the ultra refined oil lubricant that we talked about um, last episode. We're gonna shout them out again. Um, this Never Dry company is obsessed with the quality of their products. Most of these refined oil lubricants are only refined for about 45 seconds. Never dry. They refine their product for 14 days. I mean, that's that's quite a difference there. Um, that's with the ND 999 and the Dark Forest. This company is set up as a corporation, and they have dealerships, and then they also have dealers. Uh, right now they got one in Oklahoma, and they got one in Indiana. And uh, they're growing with new people every day. They're trying to grow. And if you as a listener has tried to try their product and you want to become a dealer, uh, go ahead and message them guys about the dealership pricing and the program that they got going. On top of the ND 999, the ND Black, and the Dark Forest, they also got some other products out there. Uh, they got the Strike Force Energy Drink, which is a liquid concentrate, and it mixes well with anything because it's a liquid. And they also got Ramrods. Uh, Ramrods is a caliber-specific cotton swab that can be used to clean the barrel of a gun and the breech with the breech cleaners. So be sure to check out all the products they got coming out. Um, if you're listening and you want to try out these products, hit them up at neverdryproducts.com or go to Facebook and search Never Dry Products. Uh, these guys are super passionate about it, and uh, trust me, they'll answer any question you guys got for them. So I, I, I'll go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, uh, I was just wanted to get. I wanted to get on that story. I follow your Facebook page, and I seen that Mutt's kickstand buck, and I kind of wanted to get the story about the guy that okay. you dedicated the hunt to, and the the story of the hunt also. Uh, well, uh, Mitchell Moots was my driver in Iraq. The whole reason I got that hunt, and it's going to be on the ultimate hunt. I think it's the. Y'all will have to look it up because I can't remember. I think it's Pursuit Channel. Okay. But it'll be the Christmas episode of The Ultimate Hunt next year. Um, 
Well, I dedicated it to him. But uh, so that's the whole reason I got that hunt, and that's the whole. That's why I named it. And the the reason it's the kickstand buck is because it's got that eight inch drop time. I've never shot a drop time buck. I've never even seen one in the wild till then. Yeah, that was awesome. That buck is insane. It's I probably won't ever kill another deer over two hundred again, but I don't care. It was the reason behind that hunt is what made it a trip. I could have shot a doe with my bow, and it would have that have been good. Yeah, I just i I think that I'm really excited to watch that that hunt because that that looks super sick. And you you shot it with an AR, right? Yeah, they. I wanted to do it with my bow, but they're sponsored by a gun company, so I had to shoot it with an AR. I see. And I shot it with a six-five Creedmoor. Nice. That's cool. A little something different, but yeah, it, it was different. I'll never shoot another deer with a six-five Creedmoor. That bullet's <laughs> too hot and it travels too fast. Yeah, for sure. So, what did that deer score? Do you know? I I chose not to get it scored. For the simple fact that I don't want people like, oh, well, this or that. You know, I shot that deer for my reason. That I got to hunt because of Mitchell. So the guide and the owner told me that deer would probably gross over 220. Yeah, it's definitely huge, man. It was an awesome deer. And what, what state was that shot out of? Uh, northern Oklahoma, almost, uh, I think it was Iowa. Yeah. It's the border. So like I, this year, I'll be, I'll be in Pike County. I'll be in Indiana, Ohio, West Virginia, Tennessee, Missouri, Alabama, and Colorado, and looking like Idaho. You're going from Idaho to Pennsylvania. That's, that's the miles. <laughs> I've drove to Idaho before. That's a long trip. At least man. he's got a badass truck. Yeah. To be in. Yeah. But that shit'll buff out. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. Let's see here. Uh, no, but I, I appreciate y'all having me. I this is this has been awesome. Yeah, man. We we can't thank you enough for coming on because, like I said, to get your story out, just to to let just people, to talk to you, yeah, dude. just just to be able to make a connection and talk to you and and learn what you're doing, you know, behind the scenes that we get to hear. And it's just so cool how many people we get to meet by doing this. And it, and you, you've truly, you know, humbled me to, to go, I want to go out and do more. I know there's more I can do even locally, you know, just small stuff, just say, you know, just to put a thank you. I'm the guy, you know, I'm the guy that if I see a veteran hat, I shake their hand and I thank them for their service right then. Or I try to, and I don't know how much that means, but I just, you know, I just want it them mean, to know it, that there's people it means out a there lot. that there's people out there that still care for what they did. Like I I said before, I don't care if you were peeling potatoes or you were in the action. If you did service, I want to thank you for it. You know what I mean? And that's just me. You know, I don't I I didn't do that and I have the utmost respect for people that did, you know. Well, like you said, I mean, those guys peeling potatoes are the reasons why guys like me get to eat. Yeah. There's a I there's a reason for everything, good and bad. And you gotta see the positive side of te- 
to anything. Like, yeah, I lost my hand, this, that, the other. But I'm now I'm at a point in my life I can help others. I can get my story out there and let other people, like other guys like me, be, look, life is not that bad. You can still go on. Yeah. Yeah, just, just you. Just you going out and hunting, you know, all the time, being passionate about it, doing crazy stuff like Ninja Turtle suits and stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's so that's awesome because you're like, hey, you know, I had this bad situation. I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm going to go out and do what I want to do, and I'm going to have the most fun, just like you said, because, you you know, you could die tomorrow. It's all about that dash. So you want to have the most fun you can that day yeah. and just live it up, you know. And, and if there's anybody else I out could- there that's injured listening, you know, I – you know, you're super motivation to me. So to them, I can't even imagine what they're thinking right now saying, you know, Hey, this guy is out there living for the moment. And that's what I need to be doing. Cause if he can do it, I can. Well, we can do this to, right now. We're doing this interview. I can go eat a steak in 30 minutes and choke to death. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. You, yeah. You never, when it's my time, it's my time, and I'm not going to fight that. Apparently, now that I'm bomb-proof and I flip the razor, and I, I'm here for a reason, but I'm not going to be in a bubble. I'm not going to shelter myself. There's too much life to live. For sure. We, uh, we got a message from a guy who said that he wasn't able to hunt for for some reasons, some medical reasons, and – uh he uh, said he lives through our hunts to the stories that we tell on this podcast. And that was a personal message I got on Facebook, and that was so powerful to me. That put meaning to this whole thing that this guy said, well, you know, I can't hunt, but you guys doing this are, you know, still – you're still feeding the passion for hunting through listening to you guys. And that was so cool. And you're doing that on a mega, mega scale for multiple people, you know. The 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 best thing I've ever got at all of this. So when I was on Botex Pro Staff and I did a full page um, advertisement for them for the Admiral bow. Yeah, I I got a picture on Facebook. There's a, there was a kid in Kentucky missing his hand. After he seen that picture, he went and got an arm made. They got the release specs so they could get a release made. You know how awesome that made me feel that a four- or five-year-old kid looked up to me, and and he's in the same predicament, his right hand, everything. Yeah, you made you were the motivating factor to say, hey, if this guy can do it, then so can I. You know, and that's such a, a important message to get out, and I think you do an awesome job, and I think you're – uh, your personality and everything, you know, you, you're just, I can tell on your page, you're hung, humble and hilarious, man. And, and I think people can connect to that and they see you out there doing stuff and they, they're like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go do it, you know? And that's super cool, man. I can't say it enough. You only get one chance at this thing they call life. That's right. You only get one dash. Yeah. So what? I like that. That's a new. That's a new hashtag. Yeah, <laughs> you only get one dash. You only get one dash. So what? What's homeless hero? What? What are you going for in the future? You got any big plans coming up or projects that you want to shout out? 
I mean, not really. I I could have something come up tomorrow. I I never know, and that's the way I. It's like being a scout in the army. You do something different every day. It's never a set schedule. Yeah, when you when you're doing for you, I mean, like you said, you might you might be fishing in Minnesota tomorrow. You never know. That's that's yeah, awesome. I I could be I could be in Ohio tomorrow and get a phone call and have to go to Florida. I don't know. Man, it's living out of the old diesel. Man, you got to get a camper behind that thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, then then I go from eighteen miles a gallon to like fifteen. Yeah. For sure. My driver's seat broke in pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that thing's Take probably like relax. Tempur-Pedic now, huh? Uh, I mean, it's it's got a, me and me and Felicia. We got we got a few miles together. <laughs> For sure. That's why I call her Felicia because everybody's always telling her bye. <laughs> I thought it was the old girl on the passenger side. Yeah, that, that's Felicia. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she's. She's pretty banging. Felicia's pretty banging. So, so man, um, I mean, you're like we've said this whole episode here. You know, you're always doing something. You're always busy. You, you, you know, you've got you've got a purpose. But what is your biggest motivating factor to keep busy to help people? You know, what's keeping you motivated? Being able to help others help themselves. Yeah, you can't get much of a better passion than that. Just living every day to help another person. Just, just like letting people know, you know, not to dwell on the situation. That there is positives. You know, you still, you still alive. You still breathing, and you still have the opportunity yeah. to make today great. Like the thing is with post post traumatic stress, everybody has some form of it. A kid can lose his dad in a car wreck and see his dad die. Well, he's going to have post traumatic stress. But it's not a disorder. It's a simple injury. Well, there's a... And I, I know a lot of people will disagree. There, everything that happens, happens for a reason. And there's a positive, a silver lining, per se, to gain out of everything. And that's all I... Everything that happens to me, whether good or bad. When I flipped my razor and I went to the ER, 12 stitches, three staples in my head... But all I could think, I got lucky. That's the worst that happened. You just you have to keep a positive mindset. I got I got a question. That that picture on your Facebook page of that Jeep was that the Jeep that you were in? Oh, that Humvee. Yeah, that Humvee. Yeah, that's the one I got blown out of. It. That's the only reason I live. Man, I I cannot believe that. Like you said, you are here for a reason because that pick is devastating that that you survived out of that man that's that's amazing and and for you to realize that and like you said instead of just you know dwelling on you know man you know i'm in this situation after going through that which is is unimaginable to me you know you're out there helping people and and if if our listeners have not seen that pic on our facebook page click that like button and then scroll down and look at that humvee because that is amazing yep It just—it's one of them things. Uh, it could have been so much worse, and everybody—everybody everybody tells me, "Yeah, you could have died." Death is not the worst thing. I could be missing all my limbs. I—I I could be so much worse off than just missing a hand and 
all the other stuff that's wrong with me. But I'm here, and I'm going to make an impact. If, as long as I get one smile a day, I'm happy. I'll win. Well, you're definitely getting a, a smile from up here in Illinois. <laughs> yeah, man. right. I've been following your page, and I'm going to be following you for the rest of the time it's going because you got something very powerful going on, and I'm really glad we could get the word out to people. We just want to say thanks for coming on, man. Well, it's been a blessing for us. It's it's been very cool to to hear what you're doing and uh, how passionate you are in person, and uh, it just makes me want to be, like I said, more motivated to go and put a little work in myself and, and do something. Well, I'll be seeing y'all this fall. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, dude! You got my number, man. Save it. Y'all gonna have to let me buy y'all a glass of sweet tea or a coke or something. <laughs> we'll be buying you something. <laughs> bring man. us up some red diamond as you're passing through. <laughs> hey, I'll bring I'll bring you some red diamond. All right, I'd appreciate it because I miss, that's the only thing I miss from working down south. Some damn red diamond tea. <laughs> but yeah, that man. red diamond tea's good, but it ain't it ain't it's too hot here for it to be that good. <laughs> Yeah, well, that'd, be, right. that'd be awesome to meet you sometime and, and just be really, really talk to you and see what you got going on. I would say, in, in your mind, we're just basically going to be in the backyard when you're down there by Quincy. Well, I'm down. Like, let's let's hook it up. We'll grill. I'll bring some elk or some axis or something. We'll cook and oh, yeah, hang out. Sweet. Yeah, dude. Yeah, definitely sweet. I've never had no access before. Nope, nope. I've uh, had elk. I don't want... It. Once you have it, you're. It's so good. <laughs> we're booking a hunt. Yeah, we're booking a hunt. <laughs> yeah, and I just happen to know a couple ranches. I got y'all. <laughs> Heck yeah, man! We're drawing that down in the notes. Yeah. <laughs> appreciate that. Hey, man! Thanks again for coming on. Um, we're gonna wrap this up, and uh, just to our listeners, thanks for listening, man. Go like his page, follow what he's doing, um, and main thing, thank a veteran. And, and try to do something impactful around you. All right, we love you guys. White Till Legacy out. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm the there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.